0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Diamond Digest podcast. I'm here with my buddy Nate Gilman, and minor league pitcher Tim Dillard is joining us today. Tim, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on.
1: (laughs) And he's already making me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tim, you've been in professional baseball for— You should have made it video yeah right. That's you made a video
0: now, now I'm gonna mess with you.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah for 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 those of you who are listening we're we're doing a video chat through through Skype, so we get to you know see what Tim's up to as we're interviewing him here. yeah, you can see
2: what's in my locker. there's
1: my jacket
2: <laughs> that I wear, and um some shorts, and like I got like a dozen of these shirts they don't make really them nice. anymore <laughs> they're older than my kids yeah.
0: <laughs> So, Tim, you've been in professional baseball for a long time, but I think what most people would probably recognize you from is your uh, your little sketches that you do on Twitter and more recently Instagram now. So how did you kind of start doing that and incorporating that into your uh, life?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. I might, this is my 17th season in professional baseball, and for like the first maybe 10 or 12, it was uh, you know, we in the clubhouse playing cards or playing board games or uh, video games or cribbage or something like that. And I don't know. I just, I think 2015 rolled around and I thought, I wonder if I can do something else. And uh, I don't know. That's kind of how, how it happened. We started making little sketches of, Can we, we speak in movie quotes anyway. You know, yeah. everywhere you go, like there's all, all the buzz, you know, quotes from movies. Everybody has them. They explains everything. It's like, Harry, do you realize what you've done? You know, and so it's just a kind of an idea of, you know, you, somebody talks about a movie and I'm like, hey, you want to be in a video? And to me, it's just the same thing as playing cards. It's just, it's the team camaraderie. And I don't know, I really had no other purpose other than just to have fun in the clubhouse. But I don't know, I've garnered some attention,
1: enough attention for Twitter to suspend me. <laughs> so, so you got to tell us a little bit about that. I, I know from the last I read, it sounds like there was no clear understanding as to why the suspension happened have they communicated with you yet
2: they haven't they so i didn't even know somebody contacted me was like hey man i think you just blocked me on twitter and i was like pretty sure i can't even do that i don't even know what to do um, if i wanted to do that and so i looked it up and sure enough they had right when it popped up it said you have been suspended on twitter and uh if you want to appeal or something like that email twitter support so that's all I did. I sent an email, and they sent me an auto reply that said, "Here's your case number, and uh, we're reviewing it." And that was almost a month ago. <laughs> so not much progress there. But they never said why. Only thing I can think
1: is probably copyright infringement. But yeah, but I don't. I mean, come on. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I, I was surprised to hear about it, especially because you know it seems like everybody I've interacted with seems to enjoy your videos, and I've never heard any concerns or any you know upset comments about any of them so
2: yeah well I mean it's
1: when I first got Twitter I think it was like
2: 2013 um, my wife was like you should get it it'll be a good way for life after baseball which I thought I was done playing so you know it's an easy way to meet contacts and things like that but i had been around people that had Twitter and my goodness to me I didn't think people were using it correctly and to me it just seemed like it was a really negative platform but I got on there anyway, and I thought, I'm not going to fall into that. I'm just going to have fun with it. That's all it is. And if you look at it that way, it can be fun. And uh, anyway, my wife regrets it. But <laughs> um, I don't know. All these years later, I get suspended. But I try, to, I try not to put anything out there that I wouldn't let my own kids you know, watch or read or anything like that. So that kind of keeps me at bay.
1: <laughs> no, of course. In the PG, I, I have... in the PG realm. No, of course. My eight-year-old son and I love watching your videos. Um, he's yeah, too young to have. Right there. <laughs> yeah, he's too young to have seen you play when you were up in Milwaukee. But he knows he's the funny. You're the funny guy with the sunglasses and hat.
2: <laughs> yeah, that I do have a plethora of sunglasses.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned that you've been in professional baseball for a long time. I mean, let's see. Your first year was in 2003, rookie ball. And you're still pitching now in the Rangers organization. So, I mean, what's it? A- <laughs> Showing <laughs> off the guns. I like it. Yeah, so what's it so so like? What's, what's it like to play baseball for this long?
2: I never thought I would play this long. I never thought I'd be able to play where my kids can hang out in the clubhouse and watch me play. The other day I faced, uh, we faced Round Rock and Jose Altuve was uh, rehabbing. That's and cool. that's my son's favorite player. Yeah, uh, my son plays second base, and you know he's he's always talked about Altuve, and you know Check watched, him out. watched the World Series a couple years ago, and so I was trying to get him in the clubhouse to meet him. But Jose, I think he got out too quick. But he knew that I was trying to get a ball signed, so he signed the ball for my kid. So nice for him to get you know just to sit there and see like wow his my dad's pitching against you know a guy that won the batting title like three times. So I don't know, it's pretty cool. Like I, I guess I never had this in mind. I always thought you know a good career is going to be 10 years in the show and anything less than that would be failure but over time there's no way I would tell my wife like hey this whole career thing's been a failure (laughs) (laughs) well I can't say that I can't say that and so you know you start measuring success a little differently and uh, my path has probably been a little different because I haven't been in the big leagues Uh, the places I've gone to get a job and the places I and the people that I've met um, have shaped who I am today and the experiences I've had, you can't, you know, It's, I'd like to have 10 years in the show, but this is a pretty good life, too, and I have a lot of great friends, and I've learned a lot of, over the years that I wouldn't have if I probably went straight to the big league, so I don't know, there's some there's some good things in there. Minor league baseball is not that bad. It's, it's just a lifestyle, and if you're not ready to embrace it, then it will. It'll swallow you whole.
1: So, so what do you think some of the biggest differences are between, you know, the majors and, you know, playing in, in the minors? Uh, you know, as, aside from maybe the obvious, like money and maybe, you know, the hotels and, you know, <laughs> all that. You know, just from a, the, the game standpoint, uh, everything sure. on that level.
2: Um, I, we had... Uh... Chris Davis in the Brewers organization. He's with the A's now, right? That, you know, hits mm-hmm. yes, 50 home runs every year, whatever. And he asked me, we were in, we were shagging one day and he was a younger guy and I guess I was I don't even think I was an older guy, but apparently he thought so. But he came over to me one day and was just like, "Hey man, he's like, tell me about the big leagues." Like, cuz he was doing well and you could tell he's probably about to get called up. He was like, "What do you got?" And I told him, "I don't know. It's just a little bit faster. You know, it's double A AA to triple A is a little bit faster. Triple A to the big leagues is a little bit faster." And I was like, it makes you feel like you can do anything, the energy there. You feel like you can throw a ball harder than you've ever thrown one or hit a ball further than you've ever hit one. Um, and you kind of have to fight against that because you're going to have so much adrenaline. You're going to be so pumped all the time. You're playing in front of 30,000 fans. Like, that's that—that's all a factor. I was like, so the game's just a little bit faster. It's just how you deal with that. And uh, it, was, it was crazy because, like, several months later, I saw him again, and he was like, dude, you were totally right. He was like, everything you said was totally right. So – I hadn't been to the big leagues that much. <laughs> so I didn't, you know, he's been there a long time now. It's like breathing. Uh, but that's like me in the minor league clubhouse, you know, you know how things work, you see what goes on, but the biggest difference is travel uh, besides the pay gap, but travel's really tough. You know, we will have like 4.00 AM flights, get into a city at like two thirty, and have a game at seven, as opposed to the big leagues plays a game and they fly out after the game on the tarmac, you know, with a nice charter plane and you got your own seat and, you know, all that kind of jazz. We fly Southwest usually, which Southwest is fine. They do a great job, but sometimes you're, you know, you're bunched in like this, you know, and you're like, I got a pitch today and my shoulder stuck in my ear. Uh, but I don't know. It's like I said, it's a lifestyle and there's guys that spend a long time in the big leagues and they get sent down and they forget how the minor league is. And I don't know. That's, that's kind of a hard thing. You know, you, know those guys are like, oh, he's You know, he's salty. You know, he wishes he was in the big leagues. We all wish we were in the big leagues and we all have a certain story that we're going to go through. um, But it's how you deal with it. And to me, if you can deal with the minor leagues, especially the Pacific Coast League, then you can you can make it in the big leagues for sure.
1: Well, and I have to imagine that getting to play back in Nashville has been a big thing for you. Um, oh, it's yeah. got to be a lot better than Colorado Springs, and yeah, that's yeah. That's okay, tough. so and, and <laughs> I mean, I know that you have your your homes in Nashville, so your family, you get to be with your yeah. family more often. Uh, so there are pluses to that as well. I would imagine.
2: Yeah, I every day I'd wake up
1: uh, when school was still in. I would fix some
2: lunches, get the two older ones off to school, and get the little guys three, I think now, and you know, I'd make him breakfast or whatever and hang out with him and play. And then I'd go to the field and they would come to the games. And now that school's out, wake up, hang out, clean the house, take out the garbage. You know, that's the stuff that you I guess you grow to dislike at times where you're like, I got to clean the counter and load the dishwasher.
1: It's like I love to do it. I don't mind it at all. I, I keep yeah, a tidy I'm- house. No, I, Brian's a little younger than us, but I mean, so he might not be there yet. But every morning, you know, I, I tend to work from home if, or I travel a lot. And the first thing, yeah. my first chore for the day is to clean the kitchen after, you know, the kids ruin it from breakfast. So, and, oh, yeah, and it is. It's, it's the small things that you end up, uh, you know, enjoying. It, it's It's not bad.
2: Well, to me, that's one of the secrets to life. Like you can't really you know, you don't really have a whole lot of control about what goes on but whatever situation you're in you can find the joy in it you know we're not it's a it's a roller coaster it's just you know you can't control where it goes the ups and downs but you can control your attitude and your you know the people that are around you you can dig into them and build relationships
1: but to me that's what it is it's the small things and finding joy in all those everyday things well and it seems like you you mentioned attitude it seems like From my perspective, it seems like you have an awesome attitude. I mean, someone that, like you said, you're embracing AAA life. And, you know, did it take you a while to kind of adjust to that and adjust your ego? Maybe I know that, you know, that's something as I've kind of entered the middle age aspect of my life, dealing with my ego has been something I've become more aware with. And I would have to imagine that it's been an issue for someone, especially in a professional sport.
2: Yeah, I, I think people have a misunderstanding of pride. I think pride's really, I haven't found a good use for it yet. You know, if anything, it's just made life miserable when I was younger. Um, and it it serves no purpose, you know, but people, will, oh, you got to have pride. You got to have pride in everything that you're doing. It's like, that's one take on it. But at the same time, that can make you entitled. Um, and I like to use the words, um, you know, should and could, right? So. Could I play in the big leagues this year? Absolutely. You know, I could put a string together where I do really well, and, you know, there could be a malaria outbreak in the big leagues, and I get a shot, right? So could I make it to the big leagues? Absolutely. The problem is your mindset when you start thinking, I should, right? Mm -hmm. A player in AAA starts doing good. He's like, I should be called up. I should, Mm -hmm. rather than just keep doing what you're doing, and you could be. You know, because you can't control being called up. You can't, as a pitcher, you release the ball and the ball's hit. Unless it's hit back to you, you can't control what happens, you know? And so if you stay in that could aspect, it's a lot better than the should. The guys that are in the should, you know, that's where the bitterness comes in. That's too much pride going. I'm way more important than the people that are around me. I should be called up. I'm better than these guys. And that's just not the way, that's not the way I wanted to, you know, do my career and, I don't know. I try to inflict that on some guys because I'll save you some, you know, sleepless nights.
0: <laughs> yeah. When you, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, when you mentioned that, uh, like, inflicting it on other guys, like, I imagine that there's a lot of those, especially the higher-up prospects that come in and they just think that they should be, like, uh, they should be in the major leagues right now or whatever. Like, have you had to help a lot of the the young guys through AAA when they go up? Have you had to help them deal with that? Yeah. I,
2: you know, I... Several years, I got one roommate now. I've been traveling with our, uh, rooming with Granite, our center fielder, outfielder. Um, But usually I just would tell the trainer, you know, whoever's doing the rooming list, put me with whoever. And what that would do is allow me to get to know everybody. And before I start trying to spit out life lessons or try to tell anybody anything, at least there's a relationship there. You know, you room a guy, like you're sleeping 10 feet away and you have to figure out, okay, do we get, you know, should, should we take the do not disturb sign off the door? You know, should we wake up at noon or whatever it is? you know, there's that communication, you have that relationship. And then when you have that foundation, when guys are like, Hey man, I'm struggling, you know, mentally, or Hey man, I'm, I got this going on off the field. Um, that conversation's easier to take place. I actually had a guy text me a couple days ago. It was, at, it was actually one o'clock in the morning. If I had, hadn't had my phone so brightly, I wouldn't have seen it. I was, I was asleep, but I'm a light sleeper because my kids love them. But goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, so, like, my phone goes off, and it's just a, a former teammate of mine. Haven't, haven't seen him in a while, but he's been with, like, three or four different teams since I've been with him. And he he was like, hey, man, I'm struggling. He's like, I feel like I'm doing everything right. Like, things are really hard. You know, I find myself dreading going to the field. I, I've been trying to be friendly with my teammates. He's like, I just don't care. I'm trying to get selfish again and get back, you know, in my little shell. And I just encouraged him not to do that. I was like, if, I was like, when you – realize how little control you have that way you don't have to worry about what goes on you know the vertical of oh am I going to get called up is anybody going to see me am I just disappearing right now in the minor leagues I was like don't worry about that stuff and then start really putting an effort into the horizontal of everybody around you Uh, it takes the pressure off this game this game is really hard there's a lot of anxiety and I just told him I was like that's the secret is building up your teammates look for a moment you can build up your teammates I talked to a guy yesterday he Apparently looked like he made a base running mistake, but I told him, I was like, I thought you did right. I thought you had a good jump and I thought you did this. You turned the, cause I was watching, even though I'm so far away in the bullpen and I'm a pitcher, I know nothing about, you know, position players, but you got to look for those moments and say, you know what, you did something right. You know, you may have been a step ahead of maybe somebody else, but you didn't do anything wrong. You know, like it didn't work out like we all thought, but you didn't do anything wrong. And sometimes guys just need to hear that. Sometimes they just need to know that somebody's paying attention and, this get, you know, it's real easy to just be negative, pick out the negative and everything that's going on. Um, and when guys are maybe used to that, when they hear someone say something encouraging, it's very attractive to them. So mm. that's what I want to be. I want guys to ask me things, vent to me, right? Don't go to a coach and say, well, I'm not playing or whatever. Come to me, talk to me, you know, and if it's a, a big enough issue, I could probably take it to a coach. But um, I welcome that burden because it distracts me from what I'm trying to do on the field too, in a good way. <laughs> so uh, that's awesome
0: yeah um but if we could go back to the uh kind of videos that made you a little more prominent on social media how did the brewers feel about that when you started doing that
2: yeah i definitely had a conversation with them it's <laughs> <I was laughs> like you know because the, the clubhouse is off limits right like nobody really knows what goes on in a professional clubhouse and um i i i said hey i'm not going to try to make anybody look bad and they were like, no, no, we know you. They've, they've, they had me for you know, parts of 10 years. And before I even signed with the Brewers, I got drafted twice as a catcher. So my relationship with the Brewers dated back to like, I don't know, like April or May 2001. So we know each other. <laughs> and I told them, I was like, I'm not going to make anybody look bad. I'm not going to reveal anything in the clubhouse that I shouldn't. That's inappropriate. What I'm going to do is I'm going to show, number one, the personalities of the guys that are around me. You know, that these are good guys that are normal, everyday people. They're not superheroes. You know, they have, they're, they're guys that have personalities. And, you know, that way people get to know who they are before they go to the big leagues. You know, you already have a fan. I remember when Brent Suter, uh, lefty for the Brewers, when he was coming through and he was in all my videos, people were – tweeting at me going thank you for putting this guy in your videos like he's amazing he, yeah. he's not even called up yet and he's already my favorite player and then when he did mm. get called up I, I remember I don't even usually tweet about stuff like that but I tweeted congratulations Brewers you, you, your favorite player just got called up and you don't even know it <laughs> but that's the idea is just going you know what you're not forgotten here like we are doing something that you know that it can be noticed we're not totally a bunch of negative losers or anything like we're doing something important too even though we're playing a game. And I know we like to poke fun at ourselves. We don't take it, take it too seriously off the field. Like on the field, I mean, there's a list of guys that I would be, hey, we're going to war, I want you with me. Uh, but those are the same dudes that are goofing off in the clubhouse 30 minutes for a game because it alleviates that pressure. And then when the game time comes, you turn it on. And I think guys that try to zero in the whole day, like they wake up for breakfast and they're just mindset's already in the game, by the time they get to the game, they're completely exhausted. And so, to me, distracting yourself as long as you can and then worry about what's on the field is, is the way to go. But, and did the Rangers sure even
1: answer the question? Oh, yeah, the Brewers. Yeah. <laughs> no, did, they, did the Rangers just... organization feel the same way as the Brewers did?
0: If, yeah, if if I, cool. Before you answer, could I, since we're talking about the Rangers, could I request yeah. that you answer this one as George W. Bush? <laughs> I got the
2: call from. Uh, the Rainiers, the Rainiers, checks right? And they was like, hey, you want to make some videos in our clubhouse? Possibly pitch. I was like, well, fool me once. <laughs> no, I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they wanted to make fun of a former president. Um, no, yeah, I, they, they, they said uh, they, were, they wanted to give me more freedom. They're like, we like the culture that you brought to your time with the brewers. They're like, can you kind of create that and in the minor league level here. And they said, oh, you're, we still want you to pitch. We still think you can play, but we're looking maybe in the future. And I was like, good, because I have no idea what I'm, what I'm going to do after baseball. And I need a job. Um, but the whole idea is just making everybody look good. That's all it is. Like, there's no, there's no harm in fun for the sake of fun. And some guys take themselves too seriously. They don't want to be in videos. Other guys don't mind dressing up and looking ridiculous, which is great, because those are the guys I'm looking for. Uh, <laughs> because it really does humanize, um, some lady, uh, messaged me on Instagram the other day and said, I think I just saw you at an airport. <laughs> She's like, I was going to say something, but I didn't want to be weird. You know, and you were talking to some people. I was actually talking to some of the coaches, um, on San Antonio's team. We had a layover in Denver and I got this like the next day. Yeah. I don't check my messages that much, but I like to be, you know, I want to be approachable and that's what I'd say that's how you should have said something. You should have said hi. I don't I want to break the stigma of guys who are like, oh, I'm super important. I'm a baseball player. You know, like, sorry, I I just, you know, I can't deal with the fans or I can't do this. It's take the Bill Murray approach. Bill Murray just he just walks around. Everybody knows who he is. And he talks to everybody. He's like a nice guy. And he doesn't even have a real phone. He has like a Blackberry. Right. So he's not no social media. He, he don't even he doesn't even have an agent. People are trying to give him movie roles. They can't find him. Like this guy's just going through life and it's all about relationships. Like there's a certain,
1: I don't know. There's a certain sanity to that. I think. Well, I remember it was, it's been a couple of years now, but I remember I, I reached out to you about being your lackey and you responded almost immediately to my request. Now, you know, the offer is still <laughs> out there whenever you need a lackey, I, I'm there for you. But, um, I, I will say, say sure. yes, exactly. <laughs> I will say you, you were very approachable, which was awesome. Well,
2: I, to me, it's, That's, I mean, that's what we're doing, right? Like, if you want to dig as deep as you want, it is about relationships, everything. So, and and I tell young guys all the time, especially when they get bogged down in, in this whole baseball life, it's easy to get in your shell. It's easy to get in and just, you know, they don't want to be there, but the game kind of creates it at times. And they just feel alone because they've completely shut themselves off. And what they need to know in that moment is it's not about you. It's not even about just, it's not even about everybody in the clubhouse. Like right now I'm in the clubhouse early and Bubba, the the uh, clubby, he's letting me, he's hearing my conversation, folding towels, you know, and I'll help him, you know, if I was going to help him until, you know, you guys called. Uh, but it's about everybody that's involved in doing this. It's the coaching staff, you know, it's, it's the ticket takers and the concession stand workers, you know, it's the people in the front office, it's the fans, it's the, as bad as I hate to say, it's the umpires, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's the bat boys, it's the field crew, it's, you're not above any of those people, you know, but. The game, you, oh, you're important. You know, you're the guy that's going out there and playing. It's, it's not about that. Each game, even in the minor leagues, takes a small army to put together. Like, there's a lot of people working behind the scenes for a long time to put just one minor league game on. Now, put that at the big league level. I mean, it's just so many moving parts, and you have to appreciate that. And one of the things that appreciating that does is it keeps you from focusing all on yourself
0: all the time. So you've you've been pitching a while, you're thirty-five, you debuted when you were nineteen. <gasps> any <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, sorry to bring that part up, but any idea how long be you, want, <laughs> idea
2: just, how you want scouts listening, man. Any idea how you five.
0: Any idea how long you want to keep going?
2: Um I don't know. I thought I was done like six or seven years ago and I keep getting a job somehow and I can't find another career, so I'll just keep doing this until the Lord gives me something else to do, and then whatever that is, I'll just try to do that the best I can. Um, I'm not a very smart guy. I don't really (laughs) claim to be smart. I don't really want to be smart. I like to keep things as simple as possible, And, uh, and and being in that simple environment is basically just being in the moment of where you're at, so I really, I try, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, irresponsible. You know, I do have a family and I do have a mortgage and all that. So I do plan accordingly. But how many times do things go to plan? Never. Baseball, definitely. I mean, I had so many plans that didn't work out. I was supposed to be a catcher. I was supposed to play 10 or 15 years in the show. But, hey, man, like you can't control that kind of stuff. So um, to me, I just try to stay in the moment, whatever that moment is. Like right now, this is all I have to do. I don't have anything else to do but talk to you guys. And, you know, when guys come in, say, hey, what's up? You know, (laughs) That's mm-hmm. that's a pretty simple existence. Uh, but as far as, I don't know, I don't know how long I can keep doing this. <laughs> I'll do this until someone tells me not to come back. <laughs> Could you stop showing up, sir? Whatever you want, I'll stop.
1: <laughs> that's a great response. I love that. <laughs> I, 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 seriously, I think it's just the best attitude. I mean, I, honest to God, this is what I needed to hear today. You know, it's a, just this is what I needed to hear today just for me to get through the rest of my day was perfect.
2: Well, it takes away the drama of everything going on. Like guys are like, can you believe what happened? I'm just like, I ain't got time for that.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: What's the point? Let's follow that conversation. Where does it leave us? Bitter and negative and why? Why entertain that? You know, look for the encouraging word. Look for, look to be. You know, some. My kid the other day, um, my youngest jumped on him. My ten-year-old, my three-year-old jumped on my ten-year-old, and he kind of wasn't expecting it and kind of, you know, lashed out like, Hey, what are you doing? Stop. And I had to explain to him, like the kid's three, number one, but at the same time, you're going to be wronged in life. Like things are going to happen to you that just seem unfair and life's not fair. You know, I don't, I'm not going to try to create this bubble where he's 25 and it pops and he goes, Oh wow. The world is unfair. You know, but I'm trying to let him know that these things happen. It's how you deal with it. You can choose to, blow up on a three-year-old or you can recognize that this kid's a toddler he's a kind of a big for his age so i get that like he just looks like he's five or ten but i was like you just you got to treat him as such like just know that he's around you know and that he may jump on you and he doesn't mean anything by it he still loves you you know you're going to walk around someone's going to say the wrong thing to you and you have a chance to either feel justified to blow him up or you can sit there and go it's not a big deal and that's that's really just showing grace to people. like everyone has a bad day. And I told my son, I was like, you're going to come in contact with people your entire life, and you need to know that they have stuff going on in their lives. I was like, do we know people that have stuff going on in their lives? And he's like, yeah. It's like stuff that people don't know about. He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, just pretty much everybody you come in contact with on a daily basis, just assume that there's something going on in their lives that you don't know about that's hard for them. I was like, and if you live your life that way, you'll have – somebody pulls out in front of me in the car. I'm like, ah – but I have to sit there and go, you know what? Maybe they're in a hurry. Maybe something's going on. Maybe something's going on in their life. Be, just be willing to be wrong sometimes. And that takes away the drama. I don't know if that's true or not, but maybe it does.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm that's not pretty good at. to me. That could, the, that could be the formula. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Sounds pretty no, good I, to I, me. I appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah.
2: Sorry, I get preachy in the early afternoons.
1: No, it happens, especially with that Starbucks <laughs> coffee. Right, you just get all riled up. Yeah. Well, when you
2: ask, you know, when you ask baseball questions, and I grew up in the clubhouse. My dad played, and my dad coached. Yep. Um, so that this is all I've known. So when you talk about baseball, you I'm, mean, I'm talking about life, and and this is where I learned all my life lessons was in a clubhouse on a baseball field, traveling with my, you know, friends. So um, that's what it is. It mirrors one another.
1: No, and I and and speaking of that, I think, you know, and I'll give a shout out to your podcast, you know, the Show and Go podcast. I, I, at least I get a lot of, you know, you sharing a lot of what you've learned through that podcast, which I find enjoyable to listen to. And, you know, I get a kick out of, uh, you know, the the guys you do it with. And, you know, I I really enjoy it. So I hope everybody that's listening to this gives it a listen if they haven't already.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Tim, you've been... Great to talk to. Thank you so much again for coming on. Uh, yeah, no problem. I, I am actually in Southern California, so I'm hoping that you make it up to the Rangers soon so I can come see you in Anaheim. So yeah, I'll, be looking, cool. I'll be looking forward to the possibility of that happening. I guess the way you p- phrased it was the could of that happening.
2: They could. Could it happen? Yeah. The should's the angry part. I should. <laughs> no, but we, we do play in Sacramento and Fresno. Like, I don't, I can't look at California in my head and know where all the places are, but Man, if Fresno huge. or Sacramento, let me know. Cause I mean, we get tickets pretty easily.
0: All right. I'll get, I'll get that in mind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know when we go there, maybe like a month, but right now we're in Reno and then we go to Tacoma. That's one of our trips. And then we go home and then I'm not sure where we go after that, but eventually we hit up Fresno and Sacramento. I like Sacramento old Sac. It's pretty nice.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. it's like an well, old
2: Western town.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping I see you around then. <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 I'll be the guy in the hat and glasses.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, I mean, well you're awesome, very, thank you. You're so very, much. you're very welcome yeah, to come no on, to come back on whenever you'd like. Whenever, I guess that would be whenever we'd like. But <laughs> well, yeah, we'll def we'll definitely, we'll definitely be in contact with you.
2: Yeah, I'm easy to find. Maybe not on Twitter so much,
1: but. <laughs> you can find me. Uh, well, we'll, we'll find you on Instagram and, you know, make sure that you follow your, wife, your wife's uh, rules, keep those phone numbers to yourself. And, uh, yeah, right. And <laughs> she's
2: <laughs> like, you got to stop giving away your phone number
1: on social media. <laughs> I'm like, well, I didn't fully comprehend
2: exactly what it was, but I was like, honey, it's like a, you know, Twitter for me at the time before it was, you know, taken away from me. It's a, it's a worldwide group text is all it is yeah people were like i can't believe you you messaged me back i'm like i am sitting you know at an auntie ann's waiting on my pretzels like it's just a text <laughs> message that's all it is that's we've done you know we've cut through everything it's just like that's how easy it is they're yeah. like wow this means a lot took me seven seconds to write sorry <laughs> like i mean that's cool that they people appreciate that but i'm pretty accessible i got nothing going on well
0: got, it got you on here so Thank God for that. (laughs) Right? Like I said, you made my day, man. So thank you. (laughs) Awesome. I appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you being on. Thank you.
1: Yep.